Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Tara and Ryan. My name is Ryan. And I am Tara. And today we have Michael Johnson on with us. Michael, thank you so much for joining the show. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks so much for the invitation. I'm glad to be here. And you are with Meta Johnson and Associates down in uh, at the Atlanta area, which is care management, and you are part of the NAIPC Atlanta chapter. Exactly. Yep. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, a certified aging life care manager, and a national certified guardian. Wow, that's amazing. And we just found out right before we started the podcast that you are one of the original members of our Atlanta NAIPC chapter. So that was exciting to find out. You've been with us a long time. Absolutely. Yep. So tell us a little bit about the senior market there in Atlanta and and kind of what your, your chapter is doing there. And then we'll talk a little bit about you. Sure. The senior market here in Atlanta is really big. One of the things that kind of has driven that home for me is sometimes people reach out to us and they say they're looking for an aging life care manager, not in the Georgia area. So um, our national website has a find a care manager function. And when I look in even other big cities, um, I don't see as much as we have here. So we have a big senior care market. There are a lot of um, great providers. We've been around 20 years in Atlanta. So we've been kind of, um, we've kept track of all the great top-notch providers, know the owners, that kind of thing. Um, And of course, as we all know, senior care has become a big um, market. So there are a lot of businesses that are are popping up so, which means more resources for our seniors, but also can be a little bit overwhelming when you Google home care and see that there are over 500 in Atlanta. So, yeah. So maybe you can explain a little bit about what an aging life care manager is and what you do, because sure. your industry just had a name change, right? So that might be a phrase that's a little different that people don't recognize. Yeah, when we got started, uh, it was called geriatric care management. And of course, the term geriatric really isn't a fond one of our seniors. So the association um, changed the phrase to aging life care. And that also reflects that we don't only help with seniors, but adults with chronic health issues. Um, And some care managers work with uh, children and adolescents as well. And so our kind of elevator pitch is that we help coordinate and oversee care and for seniors, people living with chronic or persistent health or mental health issues. And we serve as kind of the quarterback or maybe the maestro. So while we may not be the one to provide the hands-on care, we're your 411 for senior care. You don't have to Google anything, you just say, you know what, I'm going to call my care manager, Michael, and he will know who to get in touch with on this. So Ryan has a home care company up in Massachusetts. I'm sure you've worked with uh, life care managers quite a bit um, with what you do with the home care. Yes? Yeah, I love them. I I think private home care agencies are, have a a reputation that is well-earned of not really referring out to a whole lot of people. And we try to refer to uh, 
to uh, aging life care managers as often as possible, because usually what we're doing in, in a very callous way is dumping all the problematic issues that we're having with a family onto somebody else, because people people are, are, are asking things of us that we can't provide that are over either our knowledge level or outside of our purview of the type of services that we deal with, or it's family issues that are going on that are causing us to have trouble with keeping caregivers in the home because there's so many different problems going on. And then we can just say, hey, listen, we're bringing in the reinforcements. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, Michael comes in and is handling a lot of those issues that make our life a lot easier because, you know, it's, it's, we, we are, we are the electricians or pick whatever service you want on the job site. Michael is a general contractor and his job is to handle everybody that's involved in somebody's care. We're just one piece of that puzzle. We're a big piece, but we're, we're still a piece. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the great things that I love about our firm is we have both RNs because many of our clients obviously have complex medical needs, but also licensed clinical social workers. We take a holistic approach to the care of our clients because we know that you know, it's not just those concrete needs, but also the psychosocial, the family dynamics um, that plays a big piece of it as well. So we're able to enter usually crisis situations. No one calls us because everything's going well. <laughs> they call us because something has happened and we're able to come in and, you know, be that kind of calm presence, but also knowing what best next steps to take. And I'm and, sure you, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I was just going to endorse care managers as well is that, you know, uh, while I like to think that the majority of people out there are good people, and if you call a home care agency and ask them questions about something, they'll give you as much unbiased advice as possible. But that's not always true. There's always going to be somebody out there that's willing to uh, uh, maybe say things that aren't necessarily accurate to earn business from somebody. And the, the benefit of uh, having a care manager involved is that you have an advocate for you who you are paying to make sure that you're making the right decisions on things. And, and that's another benefit and can be very well money spent, even if it's for three or four hours of services to sit down with somebody and come up with some type of strategy on what's going to happen as somebody ages and declines. Yeah. Have you found the issues that you're dealing with change pre and post COVID the, the calls that you're getting you know, um, I don't know that they've really changed too much. I mean, certainly, you know, mental health is a bigger concern. But again, a lot of people call us because something has happened, right? Um, it's made things more difficult in the work that we do. Um, you know, one of the things that I like about us, you know, being National Aging in Place Council members is helping people stay in their homes. And that had become even more important during the pandemic, because unfortunately for seniors that moved into assisted livings, personal care homes, nursing homes, a lot of them no longer or didn't allow visitors based on the prevalence of COVID in the community. And that significantly impact our, our seniors. Yeah. 
Well, I was making that sign. I was I was pointing to me because that was a great thing for me because everybody stayed home and hired private home care services for those needs. Yeah, yeah, same for us. Everyone wanted their physical therapy in their home because they were too scared to leave the house. So same. I think we all had a similar reaction. Yeah. Now, now a, a more a more question I have for you after looking at your website. I assume your business is a family run business. Yes. So yeah, our business name, Meta Johnson Associates. Meta is my mom. Uh, she's a nurse. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. So have you ever thought others. of have you ever thought of doing like a reality show like uh, Orange County Choppers <laughs> or the Pawn Stars or whatever? And you can come up with a reality show based off of your your services and inner the inner workings of the business. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a great idea. We've always joked that we should write a book, change information for HIPAA purposes, but some of the stories and, yeah, the interactions we have, we're, you know, very fortunate that I get to say I, I do love working with my mom. Some people are like, oh, how's that? And I'm like, it's actually great, you know, so we enjoy that part of it. That's awesome. I love that idea for a reality show. It could be, we have a YouTube channel. We could have our first uh, NAIPC YouTube reality show following you guys around from home to home. That would be awesome. Maybe you could just share a story, maybe your favorite story or a favorite uh, client or family you've had in the last few years. Sure. Um, Let's see. I guess, you know, I could share uh, generally speaking, recently, so one of the the niches, again, because of being a licensed clinical social worker in the state of Georgia, we're able to diagnose and, and treat mental health disorders and also um, assess for capacity in terms of guardianship cases and working, um, doing uh 1013s if that's necessary, which is an involuntary psychiatric hospitalization if the person is worried about harming themselves, others, or unable to care for themselves in such a way that is an imminent risk. And so I've had lately a couple of clients where that was kind of my introduction. I was called when there was an emergency and I come in and they're like, who's this guy? And I do these assessments and um, in a couple of cases, they, it did lead to involuntary hospitalizations, and that can be really hard, right? And just so one of my clients, I had to do that. Um, it was last year during the holidays, and you know, usually the person is is not it's involuntary, right? They don't want to do this. And last week we went out to lunch and went by a a favorite landmark of his. And I just, that is the big piece about my work that I love is number one, that when people are in those challenging situations that we are there um, for them to call. And then two, that we provide that continuity of care and you know, again, while at first they may have been like, I'm so mad at Michael. And then later, um, this other family I was working with, um, unfortunately, she has dementia and she was really fretting about something. And she's like, and I thought of you. And I, I, I was hoping you would come by and visit me. And that just honestly, like, gets me teared up because, again, it can be hard to enter those situations. Um, some of our seniors, they need a level of care that they don't think they need yet. Um, and that can be difficult uh, steps to help carry out. But when we carry it out and 
we get through to the other side and they're saying, hey, you know, thanks for that. It's, yeah, this is why I do that work. That's awesome. Is there anything that pops up um, just generally, like what we don't know that we don't know, general problems that you always see arise that catches people completely off guard other than not being prepared for the crisis? (laughs) Sure, yeah. Um, You know, I think maybe one of the biggest trip ups is when uh, families take well-meaning advice from someone that doesn't know the full story. They may say, well, my neighbor said they had an aunt and this is what they did. Or, you know, my church member said they were taking care of their dad and this is what worked best for them. Everybody's individual. And that's really, I think sometimes people get stuck on that one piece of advice that again was well-meaning, but may not be applicable to the situation. So getting, you know, a full assessment um, from any provider is really um, helpful. Now, going back to being a family-run organization, um, you know, what kind of, was it, was it a, the experience of seeing your mom and dad doing this type of work that caused you to want to get involved with it? Or was it just something that you were around it your whole life and that kind of um, opened up your, there's, there's always different ways and reasons people get into the job that they're in. And, and maybe there was some experience that you had that um, helped you say, Hey, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to do this with my family. Yeah. So, um, a part of, uh, Meta's, uh, business history is, um, my parents opened one of the first hospices here in Atlanta in 1991. And their focus was for AIDS patients because, uh, my mom saw that need. And so I remember being 11 and, you know, my friend's parents would, we'd meet, and they'd be like, so what do your parents do? And being a precocious 11 year old, I'm like, run an AIDS hospice and, you know, seeing their responses, um, but knowing that that was that need. And I actually, my first job out of grad school um, was in hospice and I have my mother's skin. I look younger than I am, fortunately, but going into hospice at 20, 24, I guess I was, um, and the interview, they were interviewing me and saying, why at such a young age are you interviewed, in, I mean, interested in hospice? And I was like, well, I've been related, you know, to hospice and for about 10 years. So I have 10 years of experience. <laughs> so um, it really is that kind of lifelong um, history component. And again, knowing that there are those in need and, and wanting to help. So let's say that there is a family out there who needs your help and wants your help and they give you a call. What is kind of the process that you walk through with them? Because I can imagine it can be a little overwhelming at first, because like you said, they're in crisis mode and they're like, ah, and then call you. So then what happens? Exactly. Yeah. Usually uh, when people call, they may say, "Um, tell me more about like what you do. And I'll say, well, usually the more specific question will be, tell me what got you to call today? What's been going on? Because our services are so broad. And so when the person shares, you know, mom maybe fell and broke her up and she was in the hospital and now they're talking about rehab and we don't know if she's going to be able to go home. What are our next steps? 
And so I'm able to, in our initial call, we have kind of a summary call where they real, really share more about what's been going on. And I'll give, um, you know, an idea of how we can help in moving forward. And we have our standard process of sending our authorization forms, um, which they review, get back to us. And then we do an assessment. And, um, you know, we talked about COVID before. Um, of course, if someone's in like a hospital, it's getting better, but that meant basically we'd be doing it remotely. We'd be gathering information, um, but our normal process is, again, we gather that information from the family and then we would meet with the senior face-to-face -face in their home, uh, whether it's assisted living or their home. Um, and like I said before, all needs are unique. So people sometimes call up and they're like, well, what, what advice would you give? I'm like, my first piece of advice is let's start with an assessment because that's going to let us give you the best advice for your particular circumstances. So if people wanted to get a hold of you and they're in the Atlanta area, what's the best way? And that's a good question. Do they have to be in the Atlanta area or what is the, the region where you work with folks? Yeah, we serve the Atlanta area and we focus on that area because, you know, we could do a consultation for someone remotely, but a part of the benefit of utilizing our services is that we've been in Atlanta for 20 years, so we know all the best providers here. So we wouldn't necessarily know the best providers. Where are you, Ryan, Massachusetts, did I hear? Um, I would say call Ryan and that would be <laughs> what I would have for them. But um, they begin by calling me, my number is 678-895-8412. Um, and we do that initial call and kind of get the ball rolling from there. Um, we also have our website, which is metajohnson.com, which has a lot of the information on there that talks about our services. Um, and we're on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. That's great. And you also have a listing on the NAIPC website at ageinplace.org. Yes, exactly. You can always find uh, Michael there as well. So thanks so much for joining us today, Michael. I always love talking to our members from the Atlanta chapter. You guys have been around one of the longest and you're one of our largest and you're always doing great things down there um, in the Atlanta area. So thank you. I think our next guest is Helen, another uh, another the networking ninja uh, from yeah. atlanta so uh -huh. that's going to be I'll our guest Michael in two hello. weeks <laughs> we sure will well thanks ryan it's always fun <laughs> absolutely thank you thank you so much michael and thank you to all of our listeners of the naipc podcast with conversations with tara and ryan we'll catch you on the next one